This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Gentlemen, we have a huge weekend of football coming up. It's all building up to a nice nice crescendo for us in this part of the world. Um, playoffs, Scottish Cup quarterfinals, potential European places. We'll not go back into potential managerial changes at Dundee United. We can, we can park that one for this week, I think. But anyway, there's, there's, there's enough on the agenda and we'll, we'll try to... I know that I don't want to feel as if we're squeezing it in, but we'll try to touch on Brechin and Forfar and... and, and well, the big story we're breaking just now, but I, th- I think we'll, we'll we'll certainly do it justice in the next in the next two or three weeks. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll mention them at the end of the podcast as well. But we'll start off with the Scottish Cup quarterfinals, guys, and I think both both our teams, Dundee United and St Johnston, they both both made changes to their starting lineups with the the quarterfinal their schedule in mind. But starting off with United, guys, first, I mean, it was uh, I don't know about you, but I think Mickey Mellon did the right thing in, in taking a few of his big hitters out of the team. Let's face it, you know their their biggest game of the season is Sunday against Aberdeen, isn't it, Jim? And it's you know you, we can talk about we can talk about seventh and eighth and how much it matters and all the rest of it. But no, there's a Scottish Cup quarter final to be won, and you want to give yourself the best chance of doing it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's no one ever enjoys seeing their team losing, um, uh, and certainly not losing three 0 to a side that have been struggling kind of for for, for most of the season. But I lost heavily but, twice down at Kilmarnock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um, uh, but I mean, I have to say, like, I've kind of long thought Kelly are actually a much better side than the results prove. But then saying that, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm also a great believer in saying that the league table doesn't lie. So I can't be a hypocrite about these things, you know. Well, I can, but I'll get picked up yes, for you it. Can. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I mean, you know, the, the, the United are safe. That that's the key thing. You know, they're safe in the prem and the Premiership, which was kind of the ambition at the start of the season, and they're now in with um, a, a chance of advancing in the Scottish Cup and, and what a game it could be. You know, the old the old new firm, if you want. You know, um, so I mean, you know, losing three 0 is not pretty. It's not nice. Um, does it take an edge off the players? I mean, look at you know the side. I mean, apart from kind of. Uh, you know, Hoti, um it's a relatively strong side, you know. Kerr Smith it's, at the back, you know, obviously. Yeah, a, a Perry getting a start and stuff like that, you know. I mean, it's uh, uh, Bolton, who's kind of kind of been a, the first couple of times I saw him, I thought, ooh, seen a cracker here, but kind of gone right off the ball. That was a while, was that was a while ago. That's that a good a while, one, I think. He'll, right, he'll, just, he'll right. be one of these players in a 10 years' time, folk will... Yeah, played for United, won't they? Well, Eric, you know what? I do that now. I mean, you know, because I mean, Dundee United. You That's know, an age thing, Jim. Uh, well, it is, but funnily enough, somebody th- there's a guy that uh, I kind of correspond with in, in, in Glasgow. He's a big Celtic man, but he's got a big soft spot for United, and uh, and he retweets a lot of great pictures. And he, was, he, he did one today, Jerry Kerr and Jim McLean, thir- thirty-four years as managers between them, and in the subsequent time they've gone through, I think, eighteen or something like that. You know, and, and then all of that period, even under wee Jim, towards the end, there are players that you know suddenly a player will pop up. On Twitter, somebody will say, Remember this guy played for United. Now look at him and go, I can't remember him, you know. And you check on something like Arab Archive, you think he, he played four games, you know, and you you were maybe away covering a game at Inverness that day that he played or something, you know. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, in, in the fullness of time, you'll look back and wonder who he was. But he 
isn't going to be um, troubling Pep Guardiola's first eleven. It, it, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, he's one of he's one of these guys. With all due respect, I mean, you know, you can see that in you know in, in a, a season or two's time, he'll be, he'll be, I don't know about Walsall or some no disrespect again to Walsall, but you kind of sense that's where it's going for him. You know, but I mean, United, um, you know, United last night. I mean, it's, it's, in a sense, no skin off her nose to lose that game. The big one is for the weekend against Aberdeen. I mean, progress in the Scottish Cup, I think, is, is crucial. It's crucial in terms of money. Prize money available and going all the way. It wouldn't be fantastic if they get to the final, um, although it's a tall order. But, um, you know, in terms of kind of restoring the club prestige, I think it's very important as well. And and, and I think that's been done this season. I, you know, I know, but we're not going to touch on the, the Mickey Mellon thing, whether he stays, whether he goes, you know, and you know, kind of my views, I think most of our views are that he will go. Um, but United, I think, are very much on the cusp of change and uh, progression and, and kind of, you know, trying to be innovative as a club and all the rest of it. Uh, and I think a, a Scottish Cup uh, run and progress to, you know, to, as far as they can go, would be, a, a, I think, a boon for the club this season. So a defeat last night is, you know, it, it, it's, it's uncomfortable, yeah. but it's, it's not unbearable, you know. We don't want to totally gloss over the game itself, you know. I think, you know, it, it, it was a, it's a competitive game of football. And there were things I didn't like in it, I have to say. And a couple of them have been recurring themes. I'd, I'd be interested to get your opinion on a, on a, a couple of players now. Harks, as Jim will know, he's he's one of the goals. You've got youngsters in the team and he's just not tracking a man. I didn't like that at all. But Jamie Robson, what's he he, he doesn't close down one of the goals. He's not closing the man for the, the, the ball that goes to the back post. And the other one, he's playing the most ridiculous pass in his box to try and, you know, for the penalty. I mean, these are two, you know, these are two senior pros now. And we know the direction United are going to go down with getting more of their promising youngsters into the team. But that makes it all the more crucial that the senior pros you do have are doing the right things and are that you know it's it's a real emphasis on on them being, you know, reliable and, you know, seven out of ten pretty much every week. So that it's very important that they, they get it right with the with the senior pros that they that they're playing. I agree with that. The, the, the caveat I make, and, and I know that senior United people listen to this podcast, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll blow a wee bit of smoke up their backsides with us, which I'm sure they'll appreciate. But no, I mean, I, I mean this. You've got to remember that if you want to call it the United Project, it's in its very early days. You know, I mean, Mark Ogren's only been in the door, what, a couple of seasons or something like that. And, you know, in the, uh, in the course of... Um, in the course of kind of football club history, you know, it's particularly when I talk about Jim McLean and Jerry Kerr previously having been 34 years as manager, uh, you know, uh, in, their, in their spells at the club. I mean, in the, in the course of kind of football club history, United are at a very, very early stage of the development here. So, you know, as I said in my courier column last week, what will go hand in hand is United go down, you know, reinventing to some extent the McLean philosophy of youth, where you go through and you've got the same culture of the club that runs all the way through from their under nines, tens, elevens, and all the rest, and you build the specific type of players you want who are at ease with the culture and the philosophy and all the rest of it and the style of the club, then that also will marry with the type of players you bring to the club. Um, uh, and that's why I think I said last week it's incumbent on... on you know, You'll never produce 11 homegrown players for the first team. I don't think that's, that's a, 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 you know, a likely thing to happen. So that's why it becomes all the more important that you bring in 
players who buy into the philosophy, the culture, the club, but also have the right type of style, um, and, and you know, are, are the right type of players about the dressing room and the uh, and the field of play. I'm not I'm for a moment suggesting that Ian Harks isn't. I think he's a, he's a splendid professional football player, but you'll you'll probably bring in guys, identify guys um, that have you know that are. Uh, in, in a sense, well, bluntly, better and, and, and readier players. You know, they are almost the finished article at the level you're playing uh, to, you know, pr- provide that balance that you will always need when you've got younger players who have come through um, into into the man's game, if you want, you know. So, but I, I'm not I'm not as critical of Harks as some. I think, you know, um, I, I know that, the, I know that, you know, I've, I've got lots of mates that argue this toss with who say, um, there's no point ever saying a player gave 100%. That's the least you can expect and all the rest of it. But you know what? There are some players sometimes in football that don't. They could give a wee bit more. They could kind of burst the gut a wee bit more. And I don't think you can ever accuse Harks of that. I mean, he may be at times no, tactically indeed. switched off. But I think he's, you know, I think as an individual, I think he's a very wholehearted player. And, and I think that, that, you know, that compensates, I think, for, for um, other deficiencies, if you want. So the, the quarterfinal then, Sean, I mean, I give United a... Very decent chance of winning this. I know that Aberdeen do seem to have they they do seem to have improved under uh, in a in a short time under under the Ardundonian manager up there. Um, well, they've scored two goals in two games. Well, there you so go. It was a, it was a it was a, a a low base right enough, but no, I mean they have. I think he's 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 not shied away from taking on the job at the end of the season, and there's a potential for him to to get off to the most incredible start. If uh, if if he gets them all the way to the cup final and wins the thing, but it's a long way from that. But I, I think they're still a they're still a limited team, aren't they? Aberdeen and United. Let's you know they'll have plenty of rested players. It'll be it'll be much more like the team we we would kind of expect to see. And I, I see this as a fifty fifty. You um, certainly not far off it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would. I would probably still have Aberdeen just as slight favourites, to be honest, with with them with them being at home with the new manager. That result against Celtic, all right, it was a sickener for them to to concede an equaliser when when it looked like they they were going to take all three against Celtic, which is not something they've done very often. It has to be said, regardless of how Celtic have been playing. Um, so that would have been a huge boost for them. But actually, I think when the dust settles on that, I think a draw with Celtic will probably do them some good as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd probably make them slight favourites, but there's there's absolutely there's no doubt in my mind that a full strength United, if they all turn up, they, they can go there and win. There's there's no doubt at all. Um, and in terms of what you're saying about Stephen Glass, it could be what a start, but what a, what a great time to take a manager's job. Like you you walk in at this point, you're in a, you're in a cup quarter final. I mean, you you three games you could have a trophy. Yeah, and he, and let's face it, he, he's not going to get any blame if they don't because no, it's, exactly, it's a free hit, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely, is yeah. Sorry, I'm just having a drink of my coffee there. Actually, that was uh, that <laughs> was, was lovely allowed. for everybody to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but I uh, yeah. So I mean, United have have got a, a great chance here, and I know you've actually said at the start that we're not going to discuss Mickey Mellon here, but just briefly, I mean, can you can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine that if he if he does go as we've uh, as we as we I think we have our suspicions that he might um, in the summer or if not before, but we'll see on that front. Imagine if he walks out having won the Scottish Cup. <laughs> that would be incredible. 
If they, do you think that? Do you think that changes his mind if they do that? We'll tackle that podcast. <laughs> oh, no, we're, not, we're not biting on that. No, oh, no, no listen, have you won the Scottish Cup? That question. Uh, have you won the Scottish Cup, Mickey Mellon? And I have to say, I, I, you know, much as I love to see it, I have my doubts. Um, that would simply propel him back south of the border much quicker than he came. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, and, and it would, much it higher. would treble his wages somewhere, you know. I mean, no, listen, I'm intrigued by this game. I mean, I'm delighted first and foremost to see. Stephen Glass um, uh, getting the Aberdeen gig. I mean, I had. Uh, I mean, I think. Uh, Did you know I, him come as a as a? Yeah, as a yeah. I mean, a great competitor, and you always like to see that the local boys doing well. You know, I mean, and and I have to say, I I, I buy my carpets from his uh, brother Jimmy in a well known a well known Brotty Ferrier furniture emporium. So <laughs> um, we've often had this discussion about when when Stephen would come back. You know, and, and I think Jimmy maybe harboured a wee a wee <laughs> hope that Stephen would end up back at Tannadice. You know? <laughs> this podcast but, um, takes twice. Sure. <laughs> so I'm delighted. To, I'm you know I'm delighted to see him back. Other good Carpet suppliers are available in the city of Dundee. I'm told. By the way. He's a he's a great. Actually, I want to look at it again for some. So I, might, I, might, <laughs> I know you. I bet you are. That's why I might be. I might be looking for a twenty percent discount. You know, um, no, but I mean, I think. Uh, it's great that he's coming at, at this stage, and I'm kind of hoping. I have to say, I hope it reinvigorates the Dons. I really do. I mean, I think if you're, you know, if you grew up in the era of the new firm, although United and Aberdeen were great rivals, <clears throat> as East Coasters, what you have to accept, and I think there is this kind of grudging, you know, acceptance. And as you get a wee bit older, you, you it kind of mellows into almost a kind of. Uh, you know, a, a mutual respect. I mean, I think between United and Dundee, they really did take the old firm to task for a long period of time. Now, I doubt if that's going to happen again. But, you know, I, I personally, I want to see a strong Aberdeen. I want to see the Dons doing really, really well, you know, particularly up against the Glasgow two. And they did last night, you know, um, Decent result against uh, against Celtic, who are a dire side at the moment, I have to say. But I think Stephen Glass will will do really well at Aberdeen. I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like Sean. I mean, I think that. You know, league position-wise and all the rest, I know they don't score many goals, but you would still have to think that they are favourites for this game, particularly on their own patch. And, you know, the league table doesn't lie, and they do have a better squad of, uh, of players. They've kind of gone right off the boil, um, but there are still dangerous players in the team. You know, the the, the likes of Ferguson and, and McGinn, and I know that Hayes has been playing in that back position, you know. Considine is potentially a threat in your box. There's, there's just, I mean, and Henry leading a line, of course, an, an intriguing one, eh? Um, I, I, I mean, to me, you know, it's um, Aberdeen would be favourites going into the game, but what a what a coup that would be if uh, Mickey Mellon could win that one and propel United further on, you know? Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I suspect the Dons are the favourites going into this. Well, I don't suspect they are. They're bound to be, you know, given given their league position and strength of squad that they've got. They're okay against. Uh... Aberdeen this season, though, haven't they? Haven't they, United? Yeah, Sean, I mean, it's the, the, it was, I guess we can't, I know we always say you can't read anything, in, in, but it was it was Paul Sheeran in charge, wasn't it, at, uh, at Tannerice the last time, and they were kind of, aye, they were in a, they were in a, a low spot, but it's, it will be a different Aberdeen team this time around. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, yeah, a totally different um, Aberdeen, at least you, you would hope so. Um, I mean, and the last game when Sheeran was in charge, now you've got a new manager, you would hope that that would change the the atmosphere or the vibe in the dressing room. And certainly they've had a couple of games, they've had a win, they've had a draw against Celtic um, post-split under the new manager. And I think I think there will be a, a different sort of vibe about Aberdeen, um, regardless of the fact that, I think I've said this before, that I do get I do get the impression that 
there's going to be fairly, for Aberdeen, there'll be quite wholesale changes this summer, I think, to that squad. So there is a, a risk that there is this feeling amongst some of the players that I think, well, I'm out here anyway. You know, and that's that's a dangerous thing. Um, but there will be there will be more than enough, I would think. Who more dangerous in the it. league probably than the cup? Because eh? no matter who you are, you you'd love you'd love to get yourself a Scottish Cup winners medal, wouldn't you? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, but, but uh, to your point, yeah, I think it will be a different Aberdeen. So, um, it's the old cup quarter final form book goes out the window thing, isn't it? A wee bit uh, to to use a a dreadful cliche. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, on that note. <laughs> Where's the form book for uh, for Rangers v St. Johnston, Jim? It's uh, seven changes to the Rangers team and Stephen Gerrard, I mean, he, he didn't even try to disguise the fact that he was more concerned about Sunday's cup tie than he was about um, protecting their invincible league record. Um Nearly got out of town with a win, although it wouldn't have been deserved. Saints, four changes, although I, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be an idiotic enough to try and guess uh, Callum Davison's start lineup because he's he would he would make a fool of me, that's for sure, because he's, he's tweaked it a few times when I didn't suspect it. But, you know, certainly the along the back line, that would be how Saints will line up. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. Middle of the park, McCann and, uh, McCann and Craig, I would expect them to be the same again. It's only if he decides to go to that... That three three pronged forward line, or he, he goes with Melamed and May again. So I don't think Saints will be too different to their team. So you're kind of looking at one team that sort of want to give, you know, build up a bit of momentum and you know get get some rhythm, and another team, another manager who's who's thought, no, I'll take a few of my big hitters out and hope the hope the rest benefits them. Two different two different attitudes to it, Jim. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game last night, you know, I mean, uh, apparently overturned, given overturned, uh, Saints snatching it, you know, uh, 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 a point to the death and all the rest of it, but I I think that, you know, I mean, if, I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, that it, not, not that this has got any bearing on the game, but of the three um, Tayside teams at the moment, one of them obviously Dundee in the Championship, the top, the, the professional sides, the big sides, um, Saints undoubtedly to me are the best football playing side. They play and, and they've got a bit more quality, I think, than than the, than the rest. Um, now, whether that translates into anything, uh, you know, up against Rangers in the Cup, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they're, you know, last night a, a point indicates that uh, and by the way, early on, as, as, as you know, you were there. You know, early on, they could have they could have scored a couple of times. I thought, you know, um, but it, it, it kind of to some extent depends on, on what Rangers put. I didn't think you know Rangers didn't put up a, um, a, a weakened team to me. No, I mean when you look at the centre midfield, you've got you've got Davis, Kamara, you've got Barisic in there, you've got Tavern well, that was, you know, that, that's, um, you know, that, that's a strong Rangers side, you know. So I, I mean, I don't think for a moment that, um, that, that you know, that, that I mean, Saints weren't played off the park or anything like that. I mean, Rangers, you know, everything else being equal, Rangers will always have, by and large, a stronger team at the St. Johnson. The finances of the game dictate that, but I don't think they're miles ahead. And I think when you look at that Saints side, and I think you know, you've got you've got the likes of Melamed in there who's a, I think. 
proving to be a very decent craftsman. You've got McCann and, and Craig in the midfield for, for, for Saints, who I think are really tidy players, crafty players as well. One's got all the experience. That's their best the combination now, Jim, you know, in oh, the middle I, of the pitch. I, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, Liam, I, I, I've always liked him. I've always liked him as a player. I think he's a, he's a tidy, intelligent, smart player. Um, you know, he's fully committed. Uh, he's a great leader of men. Uh, young McCann, I think, is a terrific talent. You know, you so you've got the, the head, you've got the legs. Know that, you know, not that Liam doesn't have legs. He's still a very, very fit individual indeed. Um, you know, uh, Wotherspoon kind of sitting in front of that and, and then May and Mel. I mean, you know, St- Stevie May to some extent, I think, has kind of has been hot and cold, isn't he? You know, but he still presents a threat and his link-up play presents a threat and all the rest of it. So I think, you know, between that and, and, and you know, and, and Saints' tightness at the back of these days, I still think Saints are in with a great chance. It's a bit like Aberdeen United. I mean, Rangers Rangers will be favourites. There is no no getting away from that. And um, Stephen Gerrard, having wrapped up the, the, the Scottish Premier League, would be over the moon, I think, at... Um, you know, winning a Scottish Cup. I mean, it's the kind of thing that one time Rangers expected as a as a bobble, you know. So, yeah, Rangers will be the favourites, but I think St. Johnson undoubtedly, and, and Callum's smart tactically and all the rest of the Rangers, St. Johnson undoubtedly can win this game if they get their tactics right on the day and everything, all the dominoes fall the right way for them. I'm not saying they will win it, and I think, you know, the, the, the Rangers will be favourites, but it's not by, you know, this this wouldn't shock me to the core. If Saints went down there and come away with a with a one nil win or a two one win, um, I, I'm not saying I expect it to happen, but it wouldn't shock me at the core by any manner of means. Sean, we spoke about Aberdeen having no pressure on them, and I mean you can you can multiply that by ten for for St Johnson. Uh, well, we talked about it in terms of Stephen Glass, sorry, not the, not the players necessarily, but in terms of St Johnson as a whole, I mean this really is a free hit. You know they've they've got the Betfred Cup, they're that point against Rangers is a very, very important one in terms of catching Livingston because it, you know, it makes it three points of a gap. If they keep it at that by the time they play them, goal difference stays roughly the same. That's all. They'll just need to beat Livingston on the the last day of the season to get fifth and, and probably Europe. So everything's you know looking good on that front. They can just think, listen, what's the worst that can happen here? We get knocked out. The, we get knocked out of the Scottish Cup uh, by by the team everybody expects to win, who's been the runaway league champions. Rangers, conversely, there is pressure, isn't there? Because, you know, as much as, you know, it was all about the ending the 10 and all this sort of stuff, they, they want a double, don't they? You know, you know, you, you look at the end, of the, you think, well, if, if, if they only, I say only win the league, I know that their fans, that was the one that they cared about. But still, you know, Rangers and Celtic are used to racking up doubles and trebles when they've been when they've been good, haven't they? So it's a it's a pressure game for Rangers, much more so than St. Johnson. Yes, I mean that's that's true. And actually, I think a lot of the a lot of the pressure though actually will will come from within that dressing room. I think Stephen Gerrard will put that pressure on, and I think he'll do it sensibly. But I mean, if you look at his career, all right, he didn't win a league title, but. I mean, there was he had his fair share of uh, of silverware in there, and Champions League and what have you. And you know, he's he's a guy that has played at the very, very highest level, and the demands at Liverpool are similar, if not the same. Well, you could, I mean, you you might know better. You might say different. You might say nowadays the demands at Liverpool are the same, but Rangers historically the demands have been win everything. Yeah, um, I think it's, it, I think it's always. I think even I don't think you can even compare. 
I think none of the even you know Man City are winning a lot just now down south, but I think the the demands on Rangers and Celtic are great. Only, maybe you can yeah. only you can only compare them to maybe Barcelona and and Real Madrid, where or, or these these two team countries or one team countries. You know, it's basically <laughs> if you don't win the league, it's 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 failure. You know, it's 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 yeah, it's a different it's a different type of. Right, but no, you're right. You're absolutely right, and that's he challenges his players, doesn't he? He doesn't yes, shy away from a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He will, and 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 so there will be pressure in that dressing room, and they all of those players will know that now. Pressure from the fans, I actually think that there's probably less than there would ordinarily be because of the fact purely that they've won the title and they've stopped Celtic getting the ten, and I, I think that was the the be all and end all for Rangers this season was doing that. And I think that that is that that as a as a goal was so far ahead of all the other ones that I think there's a amongst the fans is probably a sense that I mean they'd like to win a double because if you I mean if you look at as they always do there's this comparison between themselves and Celtic and they'll want to stack up against the best Celtic teams they'll want to stack up against Rodgers as un, unbeatable sides and treble winning sides um, but if they don't this season, I don't think there'll be a huge amount of disappointment. I think it'll just be right. Well, next season we'll kick up to the next level, and this is when we'll go for the double, the treble. Um, so, from the fans, I don't, I don't think there will be that huge amount of pressure as there ordinarily would be on Rangers. I, I think there's something of a party atmosphere around Ibrox already. Um, so, I mean, that might present a wee opportunity for uh, for St Johnston, but then tempering that is the fact that Stephen Gerrard's in that dressing room, and he he will want to win. That trophy. I, yeah, I mean, I, it has I, I to sh- come from, but it has to come from within, doesn't it, Jim? Because when they've won the league so early, and as much as as much as they would say, "Oh no, we we maintain our focus," blah blah, they would have known around about the turn of the year when it was all imploding at, at Celtic with the, the carry on to Dubai and everything like that. They were ne- they were never coming back. I think from 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 that old last old firm game before the before the trip to Dubai, that was that was pretty much it. So they've been in that. And but when they had they had the Europa League to keep them to keep their focus up and their intensity up as well, you know I th- I think that is that is a chink of light for Saints of the fact that you can't manufacture intensity, can you? It it goes week it goes from week to week, and particularly if he's taken if he's taken a lot of players out for the first game against Saints, you know it's he listen I I'm like you I, I still expect Rangers to win, but. I think there is something to be said for the way that that Callum rested. He's sort of taken players out and more sort of. Of course, he was playing Clyde and last weekend, and Rangers were playing Celtic, so it's different. But you know, Callum, I think now is is looking at these two games, two Rangers games, as you know, as linked more than Stephen Gerrard is. Yeah, there's something else that we've kind of dipped in and out of during the course of this season. Eric, and I think it is, you know, the, the dynamics of the game minus fans, I think it's quite important. I think it's, <clears throat> it is much less, um, I don't mean it's much less worrying a task to go Ibrox. I mean, history proves how difficult it is for teams to go other than in kind of, 
you know, there have been periods, you know, where both Celtic and Rangers have had fallow periods where they've not been nearly as 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 tough to beat, even on their own parts. United and Aberdeen in their great years have proven that. But by and large, historically, we know that the you know the the, the um the history proves it. You know, the, the 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 two of them have won the league not only for the last thirty five years. Let's not get into bother which I've had previously about whether Rangers are an older new club. But the bottom line is, you know, they for the last thirty five years have won the league in an entirety of top flight Scottish football. The the the, the top title has only gone eighteen times to clubs outside of Celtic Rangers. One of those was Rangers sharing it with Dumbarton, you know. So history tells you so much about how difficult it is to beat the old firm, generally, over a long period of time. Not not as difficult in the cup, but still difficult nevertheless. And and very difficult when you've got to go down to Celtic Park or, or Ibrox, as, as the case, um, in this game and beat them before 50,000 screaming fans who can affect referees. So... You know, it's, I think that pressure is off, but you still have to beat um, a Rangers team. You know, which is a, which is a good a, a good football team. You know, I mean, I, I I predicted it, and I've got egg all over my face. I mean, I genuinely thought going into the season, Celtic would sweep up again. I thought they were the better team. Uh, man for man, they were the better team. Everything went wrong. The Celtic board, Dermot Desmond took his eye off the ball. Peter Law took his eye off the ball. Neil Lennon took his eye off the ball. And the players took their eye off the ball. And they're the important ones. Rangers haven't done that. Rangers have had a an efficacy about them, which has been really quite startling. They've taken the game and their opponents by the scruff of the neck. You can't have the kind of season they've done without pointing to the fact that they are a first-class football side um, and they have they have a hunger to win, which I think stems mainly from a manager who was a winner himself. Um, and they've got very good players. You know, uh, uh, however, uh, I, I think Saints also have very good players. Um, they have a, a great attitude. There's a great camaraderie, a great team spirit. They've got a manager who can organise tactically, drill aside, who I think knows instinctively when to rest, when to bring players in and out, how much game time to give them, how much training time to give them. Uh, and, and I think Saints are in with a very good shout of the weekend. Similarly, as I said before, and you're in agreement, I'm not saying Saints will win it. Rangers, I think, are favourites, but there, there is more than a decent chance of Saints winning this game. I, I still suspect Rangers will win it, but I wouldn't discount St. Johnson's chances by any manner of means. Listen, that's great. I mean, it's it's like I say, it's an it's an intriguing cup weekend. And then you look at the other ties, you can see. <laughs> I think Hibs fans will uh, they'll be in that position where they'll be. It was almost like when United kept getting to cup finals and losing them. I think Hibs fans will will half be uh, half be hoping their team doesn't get to another semi final so they can't lose at Hamden again. You know, it's, it gets to that stage with them, doesn't it? But then you're you're looking at, gosh, you know. Uh, when you're talking about interest from our patch, you know, there's Kilmarnock back to form, you know, could Tommy Wright get to another final so, so quickly, you know, after, you know, his 2014 heroics with, with Saints and, you know, St. Murn or another team that, you know, are a, are a good side. So I, I think, I think this, I'm so glad the Scottish Cup came back. I think, you know, it was a shame the way that the kind of the, the wee teams got, you know, they really did get the rough end of the stick, particularly for the last round there, didn't they? I mean, your Montrose is inclined to this world. Their chances were were minimal to say the least. You know they would have been much greater in a normal in a normal sort of season with with the proper proper build up to games. But but there we are, and it's gonna it's gonna be a really exciting weekend. But almost as exciting, probably some would say more. Sean, the uh, the end of the championship playoff race. It's big pressure, big stakes, isn't it? And Dundee have. Mm, they're not. They're not favourites. Let's just say that they're not favourites to be second now, are they? They're needing snookers. 
Well, they need to be wraith for starters, but they're needing snookers. Well, yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the weekend is is enormous uh, for Dundee. Um, and we're not downplaying and, this again. I know we've 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 spoken about it off and on throughout the season. We're not downplaying this, are we? This second place thing, are we? Because it's 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 it would it's stacked against them as it is. But if they've got to go through those extra extra two games. Yeah, that's a terrible scenario. You you just don't want it. Um, uh, uh, oh God, I mean the the impact that it, it has um, psychologically as well, because people will feel that they've 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 failed in their in their in their sort of their main league campaign, won't they? If they finish third, yeah, uh, yeah, that definitely has an impact. But I mean, if you if you I mean, you look at United when they were toiling uh, to get promoted at the Championship. Um, I mean, they did come close, uh, notably on, on, uh, to penalties with St Mirren um, on that occasion. But, I mean, after that, I think they finished third one year, get uh, lost, <laughs> ended up losing in the playoffs. I, do, I just, if you finish third, if you finish fourth, those extra games are brutal because the timetable becomes a real issue and then you've got the psychological thing on top of it. Um, so I, I I think second is is enormous for Dundee. We've said it all season. I've I've said it all season that second from the very beginning of the season had to be. I mean, actually, they sh- you would have wanted them to be challenging my hearts for the title. Didn't turn out that way. Um, so second was the the next best thing, and it, it's it's never looked like they they were going to go out and grab it at any point. And now with two games to go. Yeah, it's it's four points behind Wraith Rovers, who who are now in pole position um, for that second place. So this game between the two of them uh, on Saturday is is huge. <laughs> it's, Jim, it's yeah, absolutely it is, it huge. Is, it is. I mean, Jim, anything you, anything less than a win yeah. for Dundee, that's it done. Yeah, I mean, Jim, we'll speak about how how well Wraith have done this season, but it w- it wouldn't be acceptable, would it, if if Wraith finish above. Dundee in any season really is it but particularly this one well it shouldn't be <clears throat> Eric in terms of you know the finances of the game the standing of the game not <clears throat> no I'm not having a player for know, player a, a shot oh, player a, a Wraith but I mean player. player for player size of squad income wages paid all of these things Dundee would regard themselves and I think most people would regard Dundee as a much bigger club um, but that's not how it works. And John McGlynn has done a terrific job with Wraith. I know he was away for a wee while and he wasn't well, but I mean, over the course of the, you know, the time that he's been there, he's done a terrific job uh, at Wraith. And, and he was a fine manager. Anyhow, we know we know that. You know, I mean, he, he was a kind of... Play the best was, football in the league for me. If you're, yeah. you know, that's, that sounds, it's one of those aesthetic, I mean, everybody's, you know, everybody has different priorities, what they like to see. But in terms of what people I like crap football exactly pass and move football Wraith are the best team in the league there was a goal they crafted I think it was in the the dismantling of Dunfermline which you know was about an eight eight pass a lovely Chris ball in the box and finished the third or fourth goal I can't remember from memory now but but it's you know it emphasised some of the quality of the stuff they've been playing this season but you know along with that I mean I remember when they pulled the fire out the fire against Dundee at Dens early on in the season. Um, they are a, f- a wholly committed side that they, you know, they play, um, <clears throat> they play to win. 
And, um, you know, they, they are a good footballing side. And, and therefore, again, back to that old adage that the league table doesn't lie because, you know, as, as, as this, this, you know, as we go into the, the death throes of this, this championship, now they're sitting four points ahead and they could be seven points ahead um, come, come the weekend. And they shouldn't have been. So, you know, well, they should be in, in terms of merit, <clears throat> but in terms of size of club, um, you, you know, Dundee should have done, I think, better. Uh, and that has got all sorts of problems, or it points to all sorts of problems, because to me, Dundee have got to come up this, this season, Eric. I mean, <clears throat> we've talked ad infinitum in earlier podcasts about what a chance they blew when they were up and United were down in the, in the championship for that, you know, that three, four seasons. What a chance Dundee had, you know, to re-establish themselves, get into schools, into the community, you know, kind of big themselves up if you want. And and because, you know, generationally you can win kids over in a city like Dundee. They blew that by getting relegated. Now they're looking to get back. If they don't get back, we know that the championship is a financial basket case. You you cannot make money in that championship. You need to be up. It's hard enough to make money in the top league, never made the championship. And if Dundee don't come up this season, you know, if, if they end up, you know, in in kind of third place or even fourth place, um, and, and and you know, in these playoffs, and they don't come up, um, then they're consigned to another season. Now, what does that say for, you know, Tim Key's investment? Where does that go from here? Where does it go for James McPake? Where does it go for the squad? Will the squad be disassembled? I mean, there are so many questions that that come out of all this. Um, so I think. You know, Saturday becomes a huge, huge game. I mean, you know, as it is, if they win it, they're only shutting the gap. I mean, they're not, they're not overtaking Wraith. You know, they're only uh, still themselves got, to a point. Wraith have still got hearts uh, yeah, to play, haven't they? a point of them. So, <clears throat> you know... Sorry, I mean, no, still, it's, it's Inverness have still got hearts to play, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, that, that's right. There's, there's still a long way to go yet. But, I mean, you know, one way or t'other, Dundee have now got, uh, you know, really, really, a really big um, ask ahead of them. And I just... I. Bluntly, having watched them being up and down, up and down, up and down, I just don't know whether they are whether they're up to the task of winning promotion, irrespective of whether they finish in second place, which I suspect now they won't do, um, or you know, or, or whether they finish third and fourth, because there is the jump. I mean, you know, it's been done in the past, but there is the jump um, between uh, the you know the the two levels between championship level and premiership level. And, you know, depending on who finishes um, second bottom uh, in, in the Premiership, it'll still be a really, really tough ask if they get that far. Uh, the last thing they want to do is, is find themselves in third or fourth where they have the extra two games because at th- this time of the season, that could be just enough to take it out of the legs. Albeit it'll be a truncated season, you know, they'll have played fewer games. But um, it's, it's, it, I don't think it matters how you're looking at I think it, it, it's been a kind of disappointing season for Dundee. Hearts, you know, to some extent, you kind of, we were talking about Dundee and Wraith, it's kind of been the same with Hearts and Dundee. Hearts should always have been expected to win uh, the title because they've got they have a much bigger squad, a better squad, uh, and and pay bigger wages and all the rest of it. But, you know, Dundee, Dundee are not shy. Dundee pay a very good kind of basic wage and all the rest of it. They're, you know, players there are well paid and there's a good squad there. Um, so uh, th- this becomes, I think, a massive game. But sadly, um, even at that, it, it, it's not a game that it's not a six pointer. It's important that they win it, and if they don't win it, I think it leaves them in in, in in some deep distress. I think in terms of kind of hoping then for 
well, I mean, second place is then out the, well. out the picture. It's gone, you know. So I was, I was right, Wraith. Wraith yeah, do have yeah. Hearts in the last day. <clears throat> that's right. So it's, 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 and right. Hearts haven't got, I will have absolutely zero to play for. And Nothing to play for, that's right. Inverness have got Hearts as well coming up, which is, that, that's a bit, that'll be a bit of a loving game, that one, isn't it? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. the friendliest match in Scottish <laughs> aye, football aye. just now. Mutual admiration the, society. Exactly. It worries me a bit, uh, Sean, for Dundee again, before we finish up with them. What worries me is, it isn't, <laughs> It's it's two plus two equals four stuff, but they've played. They've been at their best this season. When you've seen a sort of consistency of selection, and there's been a there has been that common thread. It's kind of been lost again in recent weeks. Again, through mostly through no fault of Jim, James McPakes. You know, he's had Jordan Marshall injured. I think Paul McGowan got an injury, didn't he, as well? And it's it's been it's been chopping and changing. It's that's what you you'd certainly want to go into a, ga- a, a game like this and be the playoffs. Knowing your best eleven, wouldn't you? Or or being able to pick your best eleven as well. Well, yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I I always think this about. I mean, it's not it's not uh, a remarkable observation, but it, it, you could say don't, this don't about play it down, team. Sean. That's not the way to start off. But when you when you when you when you when, you, when you, any side, when a manager has whether it's luxury or whether it's confidence or or whether it's whatever it is, when they're able to pick a consistent eleven week in, week out for a period of time. That's when teams play their best football. And and it's it's perfectly logical. I mean, the, the guys who are playing together week in, week out competitively get to know each other and they get to know the system and there's comfort there. Now, if you've, I mean, there are, there are outliers to that. I mean, St. Johnson have chopped and changed a wee bit this season and they've, they, whoever's come in has always kind of slotted in quite nicely to that system. But, I mean, that's testament to the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes to make everybody aware of what the system is and how, how it works. Um, but actually, to bring it back to Aberdeen again, this is an example for me, sort of, in the first, maybe the first full season or the second full season of, of, of Derek McInnes's time in charge there. He went through a period where, I was covering them a lot for the Sunday Post at the time, which is why I remember this. But week in, week out, you could you could write down his starting eleven the day before the game, and you would get it right because it was just the same all the time. And at that point, this is when uh, they were probably at their closest to uh, actually pipping Celtic when Ronnie Dyler was in charge there. Um, and that that consistency of selection resulted in a consistency of performance. Now, if you can get that as a manager, you be, I think you would take it all day long um, because it, it's it's I think it's incredibly valuable. And yeah, James McPake has not had really the opportunity, particularly of late or, or probably all season for that matter, uh, for various reasons. He's missing key players for, for chunks of the season right from the start. Um, so he's not really been able to do that. Um, so yeah, coming to this point of the season, you would love that. But it's not there, so it's a puzzle now for James McPeak to to sort it, figure out how to make the best of what he's got, because if he doesn't, uh, they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, do you see it now as your uh, your two, three, four has been Wraith, Dundee, Dunfermline in that order? Is that how you see it finishing? Well, <clears throat> I, 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 I'm hopeful. You know, you you, you not listen to hard. All three of our teams. You, you want you want the the local sides to do well, and you know we count Wraith and, and the Pars as uh, as local sides. Um, but you just don't know. I mean, it's been that kind of league. I mean, I think Wraith, Wraith to me, look, um, the, you know, the absolute not stick-ons, but they look the, they look like the side that will finish in second place to me. Um, 
And then I think you're then in a situation in those playoffs where um, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm discounting the, the playoff against the Premiership side. So talking about the playoffs, you know, uh, depending who's third or fourth, anyone can be anyone uh, in that situation, you know. All, all it, Dundee know exactly what they have to do now. They have to go out and try and win every single game. Um, be easier than it's, uh, than it's, you know, than it is to say that. I mean, I think Saturday, I'm not sure how high their confidence is going into this one. I, I you know, I suspect that Wraith are flying, um, and, and you know the 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 prospect of going in at Dens, and again, it's the same thing. You're at Dens. There's no fans. There's no being fans. So the fans, you know, the element of kind of pressure is discounted with no fans at a game. Um, it, it points to me in, in Wraith's favour. Although Dundee, I still think I've got, you know, a, a very very good squad. Uh, it's just been a, to me, it's been a, a very very disappointing season. I thought at one stage they're going on a long a long run, but it hasn't worked out that way. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know is, is, is the answer, Eric. I mean, every prediction I think that seems to have been made this season by myself, yourself, Sean and others has, has gone by the gone by the board, you know. I mean, you, you, you would have been looking for a, a, a situation where a club could have put together a big long run with pretty much the same, you know, 13 or 14 players. Hasn't been like that through a combination of injuries and various other things, you know. So so at the moment, we, you know, we're, we're playing blackjack with this one, I think. <laughs> we, we did Saints to win the Betfred Cup, didn't we? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's true <laughs> right so heartier. here's the really depressing bit now Sean and it's it's not an easy one for us to speak about I think you know where we're going here it, Brechin it's I mean listen it's been a grim grim slide to the position they're in now um, I mean well, I mean it's well not going back over everything because but I mean it, it was one of the most for across all the leagues it was one of the great footballing stories in Scotland over the last 10 years whatever whatever you care to mention the way that Brechin got through got up into the championship through the playoffs you know at Wraith Rovers and all the rest of it it was just it was an incredible end of the season and what just everything everything you live for as a part a sport of a part-time team and a, a wee part-time team at that, you know, there's levels of part-time teams. You got the ones, you know, at that point, Wraith were kind of half and half, I think, and you you you've got your, you know, your your Falkirks that kind of flirt between it a bit. But you know, you've your out and out part-time teams that will never be full-time, never get big crowds. That is what they live for. It was the ultimate high, and now look at them. And I don't want to go back over all the the things that have gone wrong possible lack of investment you know you know poor managerial appointments all the rest of it you can you can you know we'll be writing about a lot of that I have written a bit about that you know there'll be a lot more of that if, if the worst comes to the worst but for the moment Sean I've, I do find it awkward because you don't want to put certainly we're certainly not putting into the boot into breaking because they're a, they're, a, they're a club that we've all been treated well by we want all our, our local teams to to survive and thrive but it's a very awkward one, this, isn't it? Because I think the if you asked anybody in the street, I was going to say the pub, but in the street, and even Brechin fans, I think most of them feel that the Brechin should have to face their day of destiny, don't they? And and go into a playoff against somebody. Is that a fair way of summing it up, Sean? Uh, I I wouldn't argue with it. I think you're right about Brechin fans. By the way, I think I think a lot of them will probably feel exactly that. Uh, it's it's for 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 some of them. I would imagine it's it's becoming a bit embarrassing, to be honest. Um, and it, the record 
to make to make it about football for a second, you mentioned that promotion to the championship, and it, it, you look at it now and you just think that was maybe the worst thing that could have possibly happened at that time to them because they have just never recovered from it. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't have been. I think it's easy for folk to say that as if you know. It, no, it shouldn't. You know, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't have been. It, it's other things that have made it the worst thing to happen for them. You know, not not oh, absolutely. the actual thing itself. Yeah, I mean, it should never be the case that you look at you look at a promotion and say they never recovered from it. Yeah. Promotion's supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> at worst, at worst, they should have squirrelled away a bit extra. I mean, they were they were getting people like was that United to their ground and you know St Martin and stuff. You know, did St Martin not get win a crucial game at Brecon at once? So there was big, and they got they had Celtic away from home that season in the Scottish Cup. You know, there was at worst. They should have been squirrelling away rainy rainy day funds, you know. But you know, again, that's going back over it. But to keep the keep to the the whole playoff thing, I mean, yes, it's not ideal that you're going to get a Kelty or a Brewer playing in a playoff, having been given their titles after however many games they played, not not very many. But it's the bigger picture. I think it, it would look atrocious if if Brecon don't play a playoff. Uh, it, it, yes, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It's it's embarrassing was the word I used and it kind of is getting like that and it's not I really I don't want to do breaking down no no at all, but it's it's, it's not. just it's it's in it's oh, we're, we're getting into like it's real sort of like desperation and looking into the, the, the semantics of contracts and all that and I know that I get it Jim you'll know better than me that's what that's what most of the law is all about it's in certain quarters but it's it, it, there's another side to this where uh, there is this the, the integrity thing and the, the sporting integrity argument, and I, I know that that's a term that that can be bent. Uh, oh, all over to, it, bent, bent and broken. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and it has been, in fact, bent and broken. But the the but this the raw statistics in a sporting sense, when you look at Brecon, are staggering, and it's that is the fact that since they got promoted, they've played one hundred and seventeen games and they've won fourteen of them. Lost eighty two, and drawn twenty one. This season, they've won one game. I mean that it's it's not that's not good enough. So, if you're going to bring a pyramid structure into the game, and you've got a team that's that's finished bottom of that pyramid structure, this is this will now be the second year in a row. Well, what is the logical thing that should happen? Should it be that they should appeal to contracts and get and get away from? going down through that trapdoor because that, that's what's supposed to happen here surely yeah i mean jim it's you'd struggle to find a neutral who would be in support of breaking in this am i am i fair in saying that well i mean I, I, and you know what in fairness to the, the vast bulk of um uh, breaking fans that, that you know I've spoken to, and indeed I know people uh, around the club and involved in the club. I, I, I think that, that, you know that they are aware of 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 you know the, the kind of uh, the, the situation and, and accept, it's not nice to see them mocked. No, they're getting mocked at the, the, the moment. Aren't there's they? two, there's you know? two or three two or three things going on here. One. What is, what what is driving breaking is pure self interest. Now that that self interest drives, uh, you know, uh, or yeah, I don't mind know, that happening. No, no, you know, that, that, is, that, that drives that from the fact that everywhere that people at the club know that if they go down in the playoff, um, that they fear it will be the end of the club. That because they go into the Highland League, 
and and the prospect of think uh, you know trying to get players to sign for the club you know, uh, 30 miles from Dundee who will be travelling to Wick on a Tuesday night for a game, for instance, or or Fort William, you know, uh, for a midweek fixture, I think has got many people at the club convinced that there will be no future, that the club will in fact go out of business, not just kind of be relegated, you know, to, to the Highland League, that they will go out of business. So there's that element of what league, you know, would, would they go to the Highland, would they go to the Lowland? Now, at the minute, the way it's structured, if they, if they lost uh, as Club 42, and they're, you know, they're, all, they're almost guaranteed to be Club 42, you'd have to say, um, then, then they would go to the Highland League. And people at the club fear that that's the end. But there's a backstory to this. There have been attempts to change. I mean, you know, you know, when Brechin ran as a kind of an eight-man club committee, which I think they do still, and they're owned by the supporters and all the rest of it. Um, that was fine at a certain period in history. I think there have been moves, and there are ongoing moves to change the the actual legal structure of the club, which would bring it much more in, in, into line with a modern world. And there are people around the club who do have a bit of vision, who do see the club being an integral part of the community, taking the club on, who probably know that, that you know, that those running the club, and and it, not for bad reasons, you know, people who kind of genuinely love the club and the community. Oh, absolutely. But they, they, they have, they've, they, you know, to some extent, they've taken around with the ball, fall asleep at the wheel, call it what you will. Um, they have not been alive to the realities of the changing nature or the speed of the changing nature of the game. And of course, you had it last season with a situation where they avoided it and it, now it looks as though absolute self-interest is kicking in this season again uh, in a hypocritical manner. Now, there are people around the club who recognise this. They recognise, uh, you know, that and, and they're aware uh, of that. So they've got, you know, I mean, they kind of seem to have come up with a halfway house look, to, you know, to save us. Could we you know, by the way, I'm all in favour of an extended at bigger bottom league. I'm also in favour of automatic promotion, uh, automatic uh, promotion and relegation to that division. Not, not no matter who finishes bottom, you know. But, um, but it looks I, terrible when you you come in and ask basically <coughs> beg yeah. for it when you it, when the, it's all becoming that, that's, very that's very the, real, doesn't that's it? That's the problem. I mean, it, you know that that, that uh, I mean it may even it may well be that you know depending on the legal arguments that are put in, you know they will attempt to put this legal argument. It may well be that the rule book. Depending on how it's it's defined, um, you know, uh, depending on the strength of the legal argument that, that you know is put forward, it may well be that, that the rule book in fact does uh, fall in Breakin's favour. Um, but you know, the, the law uh, on the one hand, or the rules on the one hand, and what you know what appears fair. Um, quite often strike people as, as two entirely different things. And I think that's a problem. So I think there are people genuinely trying to change the way Brechin is run as a club that understand that they've been, you know, that they've been kind of sleeping at the wheel and that the club has to embrace modernity and change. Uh, their fear is that they'll not get time to do that because in going into Highland League, it will actually kill the club off. So I, I've kind of got sympathy all round here. Well, I don't agree with the Highland League thing. You're right, it's just a nonsense. You find a place for them in the Lowland League. You have to. You have. You, you can't have. I mean, I know... Well, they've played you, their entirety we're, we're of their 115-year history no, as, listen, as, as a I club. Mean, you this, know. This, this, this thing is, is actually... There is, a, there is something to this because this River Take Cut-Off Point thing, it's a joke. Well, the Dundee Isn't Juniors it? have, have, have it's kind an absolute of... absolute joke. They've fallen fallen into no man's land, haven't they? Yeah, and, and for that yes, very reason. So, no, you can't... We can't We can't be having Brechin going into the Highland League. I'm sorry. No, I, I, no that's right. to go into and Lowland I, League and I think where, East, where Easterling have been fine, you know? And listen, actually, I'm sorry, we're going too far because, you know, give Bre- Brechin could win. I know that Brechin are saying that, that Brora and... Uh, I mean, I haven't watched them, so I mean, I don't know quite on the scale of terrible how terrible Brechin have been. 
compared to you know where Kelty and Bro are going to be. But you know, and there's the case has been made that it's a huge advantage for for Brora and and Kelty being rested up. You know, and that's not necessarily so. I mean, they've, they've not been you know they've not been playing a game of football for 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 a long time. So you know, well, how often do we hear, how often now. do we hear the opposite side of that argument at the start of the season when Scottish clubs are going into Europe and exactly. we say, oh, but they're exactly. playing against teams who are up and running. Well, I've seen it. I can't, myself, can't have it you know, both ways. St. Johnson yeah. have lost to teams that they would never lose to in, in the middle of the season. Same with United, you know. Yeah, exactly. I but, think the problem no, is... To go back to the point you make, yeah, you can't you can't be putting them to the Highland League. You, you, you can't. It's just the, ridiculous. The, the problem is, Eric, the last couple of seasons we've, we have been kind of wholly unusual and unique circumstances, you know, with, with, with COVID and, uh, you know, league titles being awarded after, you know, so many games and league seasons have been truncated and people going down like Patrick Thistle when they, you know, when they had a realistic chance, in fact, a great chance of staying up. I mean, and, and I think it's, it's caused a great deal of bitterness in the game. Now, the strange thing you've got here is that if you hadn't had this situation, we know instinctively, and it's not just in this area, throughout Scottish football, there's actually a great deal of goodwill and and, and, and affection for, for a club like Brechin, you know, and, and Fortford as well. I know that Fortford are part of this, but, you know, there's a great deal of affection for these clubs because people know that when they've gone there and cup ties and all the rest of it, you know, they're a man to the cup, they've been well treated, they've been well looked after. I know as a member of the press, you know, that we're always very, very well looked after when we go off. And, and, and of course, that automatically has an effect on you. You know, it's very hard to to put the boot in uh, to, to someone who has treated you very, very well uh, as a human being. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I look at this and there are various strands to it and I know there are people within the club who are on the, you know, who are involved at the club and on the fripperies and who would like to take the club forward in a different way, who who themselves understand how bad this all looks. But what they're kind of crying out for is, look, give us a chance. We're on the verge of trying to sort this. Let's go to the bigger league. You know, if we've got to go down, the lower league can, you know, we can survive there, but we can't survive in the Highland League. The problem is the way it's played at, at this late stage, and particularly with Ken Ferguson having been, you know, a, a member of the board, the governing board and all the rest of it, and now coming off, it's got that kind of, that hypocritical look about it. And in between times, you've got Brora and Kelty, who had last season had, uh, you know, absolute expectations of, of going into a playoff and, and I think that was wrong I think you know uh, by all means playoff between those but they shouldn't have then have to play off against any team who finishes uh, as club 42 they should come up automatically you should have automatic relegation just as you do in the Premier Premiership for a uh, Premier League for, for you know uh, one club goes down automatically and then if you want to have a playoff against the second bottom or something that's fine but so so there's an inherent unfairness built in all the way um, through this I, I completely understand Brechin's point of view that they, they fear for the very existence of the club. Um, against that, you know, Kelty and Brora have been denied. Uh, they might be denied this time because they, we still haven't um, come up with the, uh, you know, the, the definitive decision. Uh, and, you know, and in the very week that Neil Doncaster comes out and talks about the hypocrisy and the greed of, of a breakaway European league, which will be a closed shop uh, NFL style, then it will be very, very difficult to get away with the situation where you say, by the way, there'll be no relegation this season from, from this, uh, the bottom Scottish league. So, at the moment, so many things are conspiring against them, um, and I think they, you know, they, they, you know, they are a victim of circumstances in many respects. They're also the victim of a club that hasn't quite, I think, seen the way the wind is blowing in terms of the rapidity of the change in the game. And ambitious clubs like the Celtics and the Brewers coming in, and the way the game has changed through the pyramid structure. Um, 
against that, there are people around the club uh, who would like to be part of something and want to be, and are actually trying to drive. And it can be very difficult to change a, a committee structure. Not, it can be very difficult to get people in football to listen to fresh and different ideas because they cling on to what they have. And, but I think there are good people around the club, business people and all the rest of it, who would really like to change it. However, have seen changes uh, coming and, and, and the changes they need to fix to, to address this situation. But I suspect they, have, they haven't they have necessarily been listened to. And they've found themselves in a position now as well where, where they've arrived at this situation where a club that is otherwise really well liked within the Scottish game is now seen as being hypocritical. Well, it's, it's, the whole thing's just very, very... It's... It's very depressing, is it really is, and they don't win out of this breaking because even if, you know, well, the only way they win is if if they go into a playoff and they and they come through it because, as Jim was touching on there, Sean, and we'll wrap it up. Reputationally, if they were if they were to survive on a loophole and all the rest of it, you know, these these things matter in in the in the Scottish game as well, don't they? You know, it's uh, I don't I I I'd never bought into all this stuff, and people were people were. You know, Ken Ferguson was getting was getting mocked and terrible stick last year, and I I just thought I thought a lot of it was out of order because the idea of Ken Ferguson be, having the the clout and the power to to shape the overall destiny of Scottish football during the first wave of the pandemic, I just it just wouldn't just wouldn't happen, would it? You know, you know the re- when they were making decisions about Hearts, Dundee United, all the different leagues and calling them breaking work, you know, at the bottom of the Elite two was really wasn't there, uh, really wasn't at the top of their minds, you know. And I think, I think, I don't want to use the term "breaking got lucky." I think it just because it was a pandemic and everybody was suffering and all the rest of it. But in football terms, they probably just did, you know. And but this season, I think it would feel a bit different to to be in lucky, wouldn't it? It would be it would take it to a new a new place. I suspect. You have a final word, Sean, on it. It would be it would be difficult. I think to 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 spin this one positively. If they if they were to to escape the playoffs this time around, I I think from a PR perspective that would be extremely damaging. Um, for breaking in, yeah, for next season if they're if they're in League Two, having escaped the playoffs, I I, I think for, for it's such it's so difficult because Jim, you're right, they are so well thought of, but I think they almost become a pariah club at that point. Well, well, you know the one I mean again, and social media <laughs> isn't. It isn't everything, but you know, it was you know the one that I when I was like when I saw it was it is it Easterling ESC yeah. Glasgow Easterling yeah, yeah that's right out tweets and it was they were mocking them weren't they and it's just you know that's just just no well I, I Eric that that's like right it. I mean you know the Shire were one of these clubs that for years and years took took stick for uh, I mean my oldest boy Laurie <laughs> they had spelled in there with Jim McInally, you know and uh, fine wee club they took stick for years and years and years as perennial bottom finishers but they could they could sit there safely and then the pyramid system came along and changed it all oh, and, and they Montrose went nearly got caught out Montrose yeah. almost got and it was the same fear for Montrose I mean Montrose at the time and, and they're you know they're uh, that wee bit well, no, no further. They're thirty well from uh, Dundee as well, halfway between us and Aberdeen as as our breaking. But Montrose were the same at the time. They said we, the Highland League will kill us. It'll put us out of business. That's not a, the Highland League's a great league. It's a fantastic league. Um, and and you know those. It's a long can, way away. It's a long <laughs> way away. Those clubs can argue. Well, hey, we've got to go to breaking, or we'd have to go to Montrose every week. But it's every week for for a Montrose or a breaking. You know, or every or second every week. week. So that yeah. would be their their complaint. You know, it's a it's a really sad situation. 
Okay then, well, thanks again. Like I say, it was a busy one, and we ended up speaking about breaking more than I thought we would. But we'll, uh, it's not, it's not going to go away. Let's let's put it that way. So, and, and no doubt we'll be revisiting it and and in the paper as well. Okay, cheers again, guys, and we'll be back next week. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local Matters.